1: to my voice.
3: Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation. So call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey,
0: we're here with Greg of the Rag. Hello. <laughs> we're downstairs in Molly's living room. Uh, she's very, very tired. We're waiting for her to just basically get up and get started for the day. Wags is barking.
4: I also heard that the middle of her feet hurt today, so we'll see what kind <laughs> of mood very she's very specific. In. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had like, a <laughs> specific foot area? It's just,
4: um. It's not a great way no, to start no, the No, no. I usually can't pin it down. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can you describe the scene for people here in Molly's... Uh. Molly's that uh, living room here, Greg?
4: It looks like a warehouse. It, it there's a stack of boxes bigger than both of us in here. Stuff's kind of exploding out of some of these on the floor. Some some good gets here that I'm seeing though. A lot I of good saw, denim. Yeah, I know
0: I saw a Polo parka over there, like a Ralph Polo parka, and I'm like, "Ooh, how much would that go for retail?" It's actually really pretty good quality and am yeah. not I'm not mad at it. Um, but she has stacks and stacks of boxes, most of which are filled with mystery items because they're closed. But she has a couple open here that are very, very intriguing. I see a pair of lucky, lucky jeans. Is that?
4: Oh, yeah? oh, yeah. Lucky. Look at that. Lucky you.
0: <laughs> right in the crotch.
4: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, let's see what size we got here. Oh, 38 wide, 34 long. If that's, that's you, we'll gene. see you at the storage yeah. center. Yes. Yeah.
0: That is a man jean. We <laughs> can hear Wags like scratching at the door upstairs. We got what else have we got? <clears throat> what is that? Like a baby blanket? Or I don't know what this What is that? This... <laughs> so he's holding up a piece of like what synthetic fabric with that has like a generic printout of a cityscape on it. But it's like it looks like, you know, like little kid mats for play pens. Like it, it looks like a like that, but it has a zipper on this side. Has a
4: Zipper and some cutouts for maybe arms. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it like an art smock? No, but look, there's like a little like thing here. Like, what is, is it? it? Good. Oh
4: wait,
0: what is uh? this? What <laughs> <laughs> is this? It's got like a little like
4: oh. <laughs>
0: it's got like a little slit at the bottom for like eyes maybe this has
4: crossroads oh, written all over it
0: no but what i'm trying to figure out what it is
4: oh
3: i don't know if people can hear you <laughs> off mic you want to hi everyone i brought you here today for the greatest art heist of all time Which is, we're going to open my warehouse. Put that down. First of all, you're not allowed to go through the goodwill pile. That's defamation. I want to acknowledge some things up front. Yes, I'm wearing men's purple sweatpants that have a weird ass. I'm also wearing a TanaCon hoodie, and I need to brush my hair. This right here, this is for my store. This right here over there, that is full of designer denim. I will She's say, to yes, the there's always a rub in every single. I mean, I've seen my my husband, Franchise Hicks, open up many of these boxes. Occasionally, you're going to get some items that are wonky, like you throw away underwear. This is a Frozen costume. I'm pretty sure several of these came. I threw that out. There was one wig that was like smelled so much like someone else's perfume. I know that bitch wore that wig out, and then returned it. (laughs) It was like a short, curly wig, and I would not be surprised if she is with the two-piece woman's white suit that has some, like, detailing on it. Okay. But this is what we're doing first. This is the breakdown. Today, we're going to Crossroads. Okay. And by the way, I said to them before I woke up, like, or before I really, like, animated that I feel like Walt Disney, after he drew Mickey Mouse, which yes. I imagine was not an invigorating experience for him. I imagine he was quite tired after that. Because yeah. that's, you know, he created a household brand, a household name, which I think I'm doing today. So I was up all night long, folding, prepping. I have a couple questions for you guys about what, okay. I'd, like there's a sponge jacket, not sure if it's avant-garde, not sure if it's for um, crossing children across the street. It might be like a cross-guard uniform, basically. I um, need to go to Ikea and get some racks. And then I think I got to check into my storage thing. But the other thing that I need to do today is I need Jamba Juice. Okay. As soon as possible. We can get that done. My throat hurts really bad. Okay. And I know that the only thing that will fix it is Jamba Juice.
0: Not medicine?
3: No. Okay. No, that is... I mean, Jamba Juice... You can say what you will about Jamba Juice, which is that it's mostly sugar and terrible for you, but it also what's your, has healing properties. What's your booster? Immunity. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll do collagen, honey. and Like, okay. if I'm really feeling myself, collagen. What's your order? What's your typical? Well, I like the orange sea monster, which they don't make anymore, sub peaches for banana because I don't really like banana and I don't actually really like apple juice or anything like that, so. Okay. I do subs. I do a lot of subs. Okay. But there's a secret menu, Okay. which I found out through YouTube, so we can also explore the secret menu. Okay. Right. Sounds like we thank got- you for being here. Sorry that I abuse you every time you come. Christina, thank you for your endless patience. Wagon stuff, no thanks to you. You've been of no <laughs> help. You were nice yesterday a little bit.
4: How's your foot feeling? Or feet?
3: Yeah, I know part of your foot hurts. Yeah, part of the reason why I had to sleep so late is because the middle of my feet hurts. But then the more I thought about it, I think the whole my whole foot hurts. Okay. And I went to stretch lab the other day. Do you Mm, know what that is? No, I don't know. Yeah, some guy named Bond stretched me for 50 minutes. Okay. Um (laughs) it was awesome. Yeah, I found on YouTube this place called Str- – <laughs> like, literally just cancel YouTube. Like, I just can't have it at my house. Yeah. Although I do have a YouTube Red series that I want to sell them. um, Developing it. But um, <laughs> just like basically, like, the middle of my foot hurt – wait. Oh, Stretch Lab. So I went to Stretch Lab, which is basically this place that just fucking stretches you. And you just, like, lay there. It's in the name. And it's really, really intense stretching. And I knew that was gonna be the case, but like also, you know, I'm gonna probably get osteoporosis. Like we were joking last week on the way to apple picking (laughs) that I'm gonna be the first of our friends to get some disease or typically isolated to the elderly community. Like it's gonna be like Molly died of shingles at like 36. (laughs) Like. Molly had, like, open pussy wounds all over her body. <laughs> yeah, or Molly, like, her bones just started snapping. Like, <laughs> it so just happened really quickly. I felt atrophied, and I was yeah. like, okay, I have to go. How much was it? I don't know. I mean, that I don't really want to talk about that. It was, like, 70 bucks, <laughs> okay. which is similar to, like, if you go get a massage, out like, on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. But it actually, like, helps you. Okay. Um, You guys talk about Jamba Juice or whatever you want. Just take this and I'll be right back. right. Uh, we'll
4: leave in ten minutes. All right.
0: So, Greg, um, as a longtime please advise listener, I'm curious, what was your like favorite call of all time so far?
4: Oh my god, favorite call of all time. Um, I have a f- well, my favorite moment is her cousin. I'm I trying to think.
0: <laughs> I know, neither can I.
4: Her cousin's Clip- Molly just Clifford said she story. can't believe
0: she can't believe anyone listened to Please Advise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, that wasn't a call though. No. Um, um, the one, okay. The one that I, I, it's not like favorite funny, but the one, somebody talked about, um, someone picked her up from swim practice or something. Yeah. And I think one of you said it gave you the willies. And I just <laughs> like, I remembered the phrase, the willies and, I re- <laughs> and it, that was spot on for that call and I want to know what happened with that one actually
0: I know we actually don't get as many updates as we used to and I should like basically make a plea for updates because some of you, I really we are we are invested like sometimes we do give really tough love but we are yeah. genuinely invested in like well what happened to you like after like did you did you did the tough love work did you listen to us or were you put off by us or like you know yeah
4: do you ever get people put off by it
0: um so- yes I, I I remember like one or two it's very it's very rare that they're all right back but when they write back they're like really like have you did you consider and it's like well you didn't say that in the call yeah you, you yeah. like rambled about these other things
4: right right
0: it's important that it's it's interesting the details that people leave out and it's interesting the details that people like draw on and on and on about yeah yeah and but- that is to say i'm <laughs> grateful for the calls that we do get <laughs> don't get me wrong keep them coming guys Pe- keep 323 450 7408. But I mean, like, I think as listeners, you also know, like <laughs> some people and like I I part of me is like, do I cut these down? Sometimes I really do cut them down and I fade them out and I let them just like ramble. But there's sometimes where we call back to something and I'm like, I don't want the listener to know not miss out on the detail that, right. you know, I might find boring, but they might pick up on. That happens a lot, too, while I'm listening the calls and then molly pick molly like really hones in on something that mm-hmm. i like completely like did not give a shit about right.
4: you're like lost in the ramble yeah, yeah 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 but that's your guys brand the rambling calls I the soft so, yeah. rambling calls drunk people in their closet well i love like yeah. i think
0: eden with who was one of our former guests did an impression on on she had molly on her podcast and she did an impression of our like our typical like please advise caller and it was really great she's like hi yeah. i'm 23 i'm from arizona and you know um i just really
4: <laughs> that's good
0: but uh no offense to the 23 year olds from arizona yeah yeah, yeah sorry <laughs>
4: yeah. but not sorry keep the calls coming girls. Yeah. Arizona yeah.
0: <laughs> but is there anything that like i'm curious as was there anything you've heard from the show that like opened your eyes about something or like changed your way of thinking
2: um
4: or you know, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of the self love stuff I never used to understand or get, like, I'd hear these phrases kind of thrown around, like, love yourself, whatever, you know, be compassionate towards yourself. And I never understood what that meant, uh, until I went to therapy and then it was explained to me and I'm like, Oh, I get it now. Okay. 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 Yeah.
0: So I have I I need <laughs> yeah. some advice. Yeah. As someone, you. How long have you been in therapy?
4: Um, almost a year now. Okay. Oh, we'll yeah. Sure. So we'll I, we're
0: recording this Saturday. I have my first therapy appointment. We said next on last week's episode. We we said like, oh, I'm going to be in therapy next week, which was technically true when we recorded it, but I still haven't gone yet. But I'm going Monday.
4: Okay. Great.
0: I have my first appointment. This is my first one ever. Like, no, oh, I went oh. to therapy in college. Mm-hmm. And I've done it every once, once in a blue, but it's never stuck. I've gone to like one person didn't like it. and then like, sure. I've gone to another, years later I went to another person didn't like it.
2: Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm.
0: so like, it's been a while though. It's been a solid like six or seven years. So, yeah. um, first session, what is really like, what am I facing here? <sighs> um,
4: I I mean what, I
0: don't. What do you unload? I remember I was feeling out. I, so I filled out my intake form. I'm this question's going on forever, but I filled out <laughs> my intake form, and it was the first time I've done it digitally. Uh huh. And so there was unlimited space to like list out all my traumas. Sure. <laughs> so right, like right. it got to a point where like I didn't realize how much I was writing, and I was like in this thing, in this thing, in this thing. It was like a Korean barbecue of sides of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, um. You know, had I had the had I had to do it by hand, I think I wouldn't have disclosed so much. But I think it was important to like give that person, that doctor, like the information they needed to operate with. Because yeah. like I think a lot of those things compound the issues that I'm currently dealing with right now.
4: Right. Right. Um, so I like, never had to do that. Yeah. Um, I could see why that would be helpful. Yeah. Though, in a more diagnostic kind of way. Yeah. Um, I I think just establishing like a rapport at first, just having an just like you're meeting someone for the first time, like just kinda have a normal conversation to begin. Get comfortable and then start divulging literally whatever is on your mind. Yeah. Don't hold anything back. Just say, here's something that's been bothering me, whatever. And then if they're good, hopefully they will they will help you navigate through what you should be focusing in more. Right. On or what you could maybe come back to or let's focus on this for now, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So how did you go about finding your therapist?
4: Uh online. Yeah. I, I just found kind of a local
0: Was there anything specific you were looking for? Like for <sighs> like I know it's a little bit different for me because I was specifically looking for like a woman of color.
4: Right, right. Um, um No, I just want some I just wanted to find someone reputable. Was it um, like having
0: a man or a woman? Like, is your
4: no? I preferred a woman, but okay. I was open to either. Interesting. I just think unpack a, a, that. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's, that's exactly
4: what you could get into if you go to therapy. Yeah. Um, no, I think just a uh, softer touch. Yeah, I would say um, less threatening. Uh, for me, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I'll unpack that next session. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I just looked up. I found a group that. Uh, took my insurance and that was reputable and that had good reviews online. I mean, that's
0: really what it is. Like, do they take my insurance? Right, right, right.
4: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, and then I got to know her pretty well and we have a good relationship now and it's a good good working relationship. Yeah. 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 And I hope the same for you. I know,
0: I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited.
4: Yeah, it's really cool when they like, when you don't have to repeat everything about yourself to someone that they know your book Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think think that's why people stay in relationships when they shouldn't.
4: Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But that's like the
0: comfort of having friends, too, I guess. Yeah, Yeah.
4: sure.
3: (laughs) Okay. Do you think this is a crosswalking uniform or do you think this is potentially avant-garde? I'm going to give you the reasons why I don't think it's a crosswalking uniform. Typically, they don't run long like this and have the black and yellow. Hold, hold, hold it up so I can uh, I can take a picture. So okay, let me look at also. I mean, let's let me um let's Google this. Can you Google this? Great. Can you Google? Google. Right. Google. M L K. It's a two, second word. M L second word. K I S H I G O. It's on the. It's on the thing. It's on the what? Uh what is this a cross crosswalking uniform it's
4: more of a surveyor uniform kind of like a utility person uniform okay yeah. so
3: sometimes we run into that which is really fun I have a lot of like snow pants for men who are about to like fucking walk through snow like
4: high visibility reflective work clothing and workplace safety accessories for highway construction workers would
3: think this is something though should I take this to crossroads and see if they buy it
4: Absolutely. Some
3: asshole would wear this, right? Yeah. That's what I thought when I was taking it out of the box. I was like, "Oh, some asshole is going to fucking love this." So, we've got this and then also I'll sh- can you want to show you like the ultimate leather daddy vest. Like Greg, this is for you to bring wear to Eagle LA when you finally come out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn. What
4: is, what is Eagle LA? I
0: don't. Oh, the Eagle, oh, the, Eagle the Eagle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. The Eagle is a leather bar in LA for
3: yeah, uh,
4: that's pretty
0: good. I think that's pretty good.
3: This retails for three ninety nine. Okay, this is a high quality piece. I could not believe what I was pulling out of this box yesterday. I was truly, I was truly shocked. Now the good news is, is that I have a piece of paper. that says this costs three hundred ninety nine dollars. So worst case scenario, that's a tax write off. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Do you have the whole manifest?
0: Yeah. Wow. What's the most expensive item?
4: I was telling Christina I um, watched a YouTube video this morning on Amazon palettes. Uh, No. I I should have. Yeah.
3: So this is where I'm really looking to like open up with my YouTube channel is like there's not a lot of captivating personalities in YouTube um, Amazon clothing palette hauls. And on my boyfriend franchise kicks, watch them all day. Um, and we need like a nice 45 minute, like unboxing video. I wanted to do this one on my own. Cause it's just like, I just need to do my first one on my own. I don't need to bring the internet into this. Now I think based off of what I've found in these boxes, this will definitely be happening again. But in here we've got over, over like 40 pairs of designer denim that's what I'm bringing to Crossroads today. I'm going to try and unload that first. I also, that's where the two gowns are as well as a couple other pieces. Um, But we also have two winter jackets over there. One's polo and one is both with tags on. One's like another brand. They're really heavy winter coats with fur. So we're going to see what we can do today. I think I think I have to go pick it up tomorrow from Crossroads and that's when I'll find like what I've netted. But I think I can probably clear the cost of the the original items at Crossroads today.
4: Well, that's huge. We're going to break even today?
3: Probably. Wow. I mean, we might not know, we probably won't know that today, but that's what I think based on the contents of these boxes. No, I got some stuff for like some real thick boys. Like if you're like a thick boy, like.
0: With two C's, yeah. like with two C's,
3: <laughs> yeah. Like it's for like if you got a big boy at home, I think a lot of people's dads can attest to that. If your man doesn't miss no meals, <laughs> if your man misses just like wagon stuff, if your man does not miss a meal, your dad, your dad probably does not miss meals. When you're like seventy, you're just like you're fucking gone. Like it's whatever. I would literally, I am that old man, and um. Little Miss Sunshine. Like I would just start doing like, if I make it to seventy, I'm just gonna do heroin. I don't care. Why not? That seems like a perfect time to start, right? Like, sp- like ride those years out. I uh, feel like the down, like the coming down, is so
0: much worse at that age. So it's like, yeah, yeah not great. And that's great. why you
3: just gotta be on it all the time. Like I think you don't. It's not like a fun weekend hobby. You know, like you really have to like commit to the bit.
4: I mean, it's going to be tough 70. with early onset osteoporosis to make it to seventy. I don't
3: know if I will. That's also why I'm like, you know, it's a gamble. And I don't know where like if I'll have family then. And if I do, that wouldn't be fair to them. But like if I'm childless and alone, why not? Really? Right. If I have the yeah. money, why not?
4: It's in Bond's hand now.
3: Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Great callback. <laughs> I have so much possibilities here with my store that I could be a very rich woman into my seventies. Based off of this, I already got one request email. Just her and her husband. They want to come. I have to check this morning see if I got more. Why wouldn't you want to come to my store? I can't think of a reason why. All right, so um, let's uh, let's let's start. You know, going to phase two, which is getting the fuck out of here. Great. And um getting rich. Guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Who Weekly. Who Weekly is a pod all about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Can you name a Rita Ora song? Tell the difference between Bryce Dallas Howard and Isla Fisher? The job description of Justin Bieber's new wife? Because you answered no to all of those questions, you should check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Webber and Bobby Finger, all about the least famous and most entertaining category of celebrities, the Whos. Every episode goes deep into the biggest Who-lebrity stories of the moment, and they even have a weekly call-in episode. Just dial 619-Who-them, where they answer the most burning listener questions. I was actually even on the first episode calling to defend my queen, Courtney Stodden. Who Weekly airs twice a week with the new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. You can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. So, Molly, where did we just come out of? Crossroads Trading Company. So, thank God they have the drop-off program, which is where you just leave Like I know. Your I thought stuff. they were going to like live evaluate oh, it. Oh, no fucking way. When I talk about time overhead, that is exactly the, the type of thing I'm referring to. If I you're really good, you're good, you're wanted you're to good, you're sell you're to Crossroads... In, Sorry, I'm like guiding Greg Thank you. and be there in real time. We're in like the tightest parking lot in the world, by the way. It's a, the it's
0: worse than like a goddamn Trader Joe's parking lot.
3: Yeah, it's the it's the Glendale Boulevard um, Crossroads Trading Company location. So if you want to shop at my store while actually sh- like shopping at another store, you might want to hit up that Crossroads because they're probably gonna have a lot of my merch, my inventory out. Um. But I was thinking about like t- my time economy, like how much actual time I'm putting into this. And I think t- like tomorrow I will know if that was worthwhile. This is what I was going to ask you inside, but I'm not sure if I feel this way, if, if I feel if I should just unload, if I have the opportunity. Uh, let's say let's go for it. Is, well, no, I haven't pr- like proposed the thought okay. to you. If every item is under, like, if let's say they buy an item and they buy it under five dollars, should I take that to my store like automatically, or should I just unload it because I have the opportunity? Because everything in my store costs five, ten, or twenty dollars. So, Hold there's on, that. Craig, okay. are you looking at that chlamydia ad? Is that what you're? <laughs> <laughs> no.
4: I'm
0: sorry. Does that do ads like that make you happy that you're married?
4: I did. I did zone out on a chlamydia <laughs> uh, billboard, but um. It's the there, hidden STD. To that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, so for some reason, the Seven Eleven right, at Glendale Boulevard in Rowena, which is um, one of my favorite streets in LA, Rowena, because it has my favorite bar, um, Edendale, um, and it's nice to walk on. For some reason, the Seven Eleven, like, I think the STD board or whatever owns this STI, sorry, build it, or like, whatever. Well, no, I mean, they're using free stdcheck.org so
0: I think it's fine. Okay, okay. Um, it is STI is the preferable like amongst professionals I guess, but I think the lingo still prefers STD okay,
3: better. cool. Um, I mean, just they gotta spread the awareness. So for some reason, this particular billboard is constantly about STDs. It's always about STDs. It used to be like the sh- the ashamed bear. Yeah, yeah, and also it's all like a lot of times it's like you like oh you thought you couldn't get AIDS like it's always like patronizing. <laughs> too it's like oh look at you thinking you're exempt from aids well guess what here's this person that you did not think would have aids and this is their picture um it's always left on
0: revere avenue which is a way
3: like fucking frat guy or something um which is which was my biggest fear in college is like once in a while like hiv aids talk would like sort of like It would come down it would stop being so prevalent but then someone would be like someone at yale got hiv man like it happens to us too um which is really ignorant yeah but then everyone in college would start using condoms for like three months because they'd be like oh someone from yale got aids (laughs) which is so fucked it's so fucked but you know what whatever it takes I've always thought that the second I stop worrying about AIDS, that's when you get it. You know, that's been my attitude my whole life. So I'm just chronically worried about HIV. Hey, Molly, uh, I have a question. I don't want it. What? <laughs> Should we take our first call? Uh, yeah, but we're getting Jamba Juice in a minute. So make it quick. Hi, Molls and Christina. Um, I'm calling about something I just would really
5: love to hear you discuss. So I have this theory that eyebrows are the same as beards on men, meaning women constantly compliment other women on their eyebrows and men don't really give a shit. They don't say anything about it usually, even though it takes a lot of work and time. Usually it's women complimenting women, which is fine. But I feel the same way with beards because my husband has this pretty intense beard and he only gets compliments from men. So I feel like they're very similar. They both take a lot of work, but Only people who have them appreciate it because they know the work that goes into it. Am I right? I don't know.
3: It's just something I would love to hear you discuss. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, so let's. I'll do a quick Jamba Juice fact and just get it over with. I was telling my my friends here that apparently Travis Scott loves Jamba Juice and he got into it because of Kylie, which I love because I didn't think Kylie could teach anyone anything.
4: I, sorry, I don't know who Travis Scott is.
3: He's a rapper. <laughs> he is like what a lot of people are thinking he has the album of the year and he's the father uh. of Stormy, Stormy Webster, which is Kylie Jenner's baby.
4: Oh. oh, right, 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 right.
3: So I just think it's interesting that Kylie Jenner taught him about Jamba Juice and that he has like a very keen awareness of the menu now. He did a whole bit with Jimmy Fallon where he was able to guess every single Jamba Juice he was handed and like, I think that's really like amazing, especially considering how many unique combinations there are. A jamba, I made two substitutions myself today.
4: What'd you add?
3: Well, I took out the bananas because I always feel it's a filler. I'm always like, I know what you're doing. Like you're just like fattening this thing up with bananas, and I'm supposed to be okay with it. Um, it binds so I, you. Yeah, I guess. Well, I subbed for peaches. So, <laughs> um, but you know what? It would have helped with foot cramps.
4: Oh yeah! When
3: I was in, when I was a swimmer in high school, I was just I was slamming three, four bananas a day just to to not have the <laughs> funk cramps. Um, I cramped very easily in over the pool.
4: Slamming bananas. <laughs>
3: yeah, that was me. Um, that does sound like something I would do. Small slamming exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh my god, should, that's what I should I call my store that? <laughs> that sounds like your banging grandmother's.
4: It does. (laughs) (laughs) Or just nanas who want to look really good and cool. My
3: grandma, I called her Nana. Yeah. So it's not as endearing as I thought maybe. So um, to answer your question, first of all, I don't mean to be offensive when I say this, but like I think it's odd that only men are complimenting his beard because I have known many a woman to compliment a beard in my day.
0: I think she's yeah. generalizing and saying, like, men compliment men on beards, not only men compliment her husband's beard.
3: She says that the majority of the compliments come from men, um, which makes me think it might be a little bit of a Regina George, like, I love your bracelet moment, where, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, here's the deal is that plenty of women will not fuck guys because they have beards but guys don't care and like will absolutely date you even if your eyebrows are trash so I'm not sure that there's like a perfect analogy but okay.
4: I knew nothing about eyebrows as a man until two years ago when my wife started pointing stuff out and it was actually Carly from The Bachelor
3: if um, anyone knows those yeah, eyebrows yeah, yeah. yeah did she have bad ones?
4: Yeah they were pretty thin and uh,
3: yeah, you got to walk away from the tweezers. I mean, I'm very lucky. I don't have to put a ton of effort into my brows. I've always had a, a thick brow. But, you know, they are in vogue right now. It's hard to believe there was ever a time when people liked a thin brow. But, you know, I don't know. Also, how much time are you putting into this? Because it shouldn't be a full-time job for sure not. Not like my store. It sounds like her eyebrows are my store.
4: But, yeah. Yeah, it does. And how much?
3: How much time is this man putting into his beard?
4: Probably too much. You know, the, there's whole, you see all these Shark Tank businesses are now just like beard grooming companies. Oh,
3: my God. I know. And every year they do the same thing where every year they invest in like a woman in tech thing. And they also do love. They do love Dollar Shave Club ripoffs. And it's like there's just yeah. not that many. Sorry. If every single year you're buying some like let's bring women into tech company or, like, let's get young girls interested in science. If every single year you're buying one of those things and none of them are working, I hate to break it to you. As unfortunate as it is, there's mm. not – people are not responding to it in the market. Same thing, like, be- like beard pomade. Like, is there re- – like, there's not – yes, men still have beards, but it's not, like, peak 2006 hipster beards really anymore. No. It's a very select product but there was that time when everyone was running around with a beard.
4: But the but how many people had it long enough that it was like its own organism that needed its own full like treatment regimen just to
3: Well, here's the tea is that if you have a beard, which I personally do not care for because I feel that it's just a lot of food and debris and germs yeah. stuck in there, um and I can't move past it. Um same with a mustache if you if you cho like choose that route in life, if you make that decision, you better fucking be ready to put time into your beard, you gotta comb that shit, you gotta shape it, gotta make sure it's the right shape. There's nothing worse than a crazy ass beard like that guy on Queer Eye Christina, the first season,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, you watch queer Eye, oh yeah, which one are it. you <laughs> which
4: one? uh. Probably Anthony,
3: because I'm just useless.
0: The queer eye person that she's talking about, I think, was in episode two of season one?
3: Yeah, like Joe or something, and that chick really dicked him around. No, I think you're thinking of someone else. You're thinking
4: of the redneck guy, right? Yeah,
3: I think he was the first season. The guy who dealt with Rosacea. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Was my favorite guy. They
4: replaced his disgusting, like, lounge chair in his little Yeah,
0: that was the the first episode. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the uh, the Southeast Asian man that was... uh...
3: That was like, oh, funny. you mean you? That's like literally <laughs> yeah. when I watched that, I was like, I'm going to put Christina on queer eye. Like, cause she's the, you have separate lives just like he did. <laughs> he had totally separate lives where like people weren't allowed to cross pollinate their relationships in his life because he had some sort of shame or something.
0: Yeah, basically.
4: <laughs> and separate worlds. I,
3: I honestly, I think that I'm going to get Christina on queer eye. I don't know if I've said this enough. I'm going to get Christina on queer eye and then like JVN's going to turn to her and be like, but what's the deal with Molly? Like, why did she feel that you needed this and she didn't? And then I'm going to wind up being on queer. eye too. Cause they're like, well, what's this sad, crazy best friend doing? And it's going to get flipped on his head. So I don't know if I really want to bring someone on queer. eye cause I personally, I, I don't want to get queer eyed, you know, but I would love it. But yeah, but then it would just take facing a lot of like, realities i'm not interested in
4: (laughs) but but her point about eyebrows i i think if you point out to some guys how crucial an eyebrow is to a face like it'll really open their eyes to what makes a woman beautiful
0: yeah but do we really need to give men another reason to scrutinize
3: women oh christina
4: how about to compliment to flatter
3: yeah there's that you
4: went right to the negative Be Velcro for positivity, not (laughs)
3: negativity. (laughs) That is such a weird thing. You're so right. Wow, man. I can
0: totally see a dude like (laughs) nagging a girl at a bar, being like,
3: oh, her fucking trash eyebrows. Oh my God. Well, I think it's (laughs) more (laughs) of a grooming thing, you know? (laughs)
4: That would be so evolved of a guy to go up. Oh, don't look her. Her eyebrows are trash.
3: That's like reverse woke. But like it's like an extreme awareness of like the zeitgeist and culture, but like the opposite, like you're going the other way. You're using it against everyone. That's interesting. I'd be interested to meet that man and see what he's all about. I feel like I've gone on a Tinder date with him.
4: (laughs) Bro. She's got some beat eyebrows.
3: Dude, her fucking (laughs) eyebrows are whack, but like, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I think that it's interesting. I don't think a guy would hold it against a girl, but I think he would admire Maybe because
0: I've checked enough
3: guys to have them say mean shit to me Mm. and I'm like, triggered enough to like
0: see like yeah they could weaponize it against it
3: it usually takes about two to three months for me to realize that someone's insulted me like i'm never in the moment being like this guy's being rude like i'm like a week later i finally bring it up to a friend and they're like that was actually like an out of control thing to say and i'm like oh shit like i was naive this whole time people neg you all the time man you know that The fact that you notice it in the moment is, I think, the gift to be cherished here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I will tell you before we sign off that Jamba Juice also is a secret menu, which you can look up online. But the one thing that's really intrigued me is that apparently they make a white gummy bear flavor that tastes exactly like a white gummy bear, which I'd like to try sometime. It sounds very, like, very caloric. But, yeah, you know, what? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm still talking about Jamba Juice, Christina. So, um, no. All right. We are going to... But I do want to say that I got a large, and I'm I'm about four sips in, and I can already tell I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day. Um, okay. Now we're going to go to Ikea, and we're going to look for some racks. I need... All right, like I've got poundage over here. Like it's 350 pounds total. So I'm going to see what I can unload today. A lot of the heavy stuff is at crossroads right now. Like some of the more like utilitarian pieces are a little bit on the heavy side. Um, But so I need rocks that are going to hold like up to 100 pounds minimum. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to lay out some of these things. I have hangers coming as well as um like stickered colored dots. I chose lavender, teal and gold, and those are going to be like what denotes like the price or whatever. I'm very excited. So we got to go to IKEA and get some racks right now. Got to keep my overhead low. My goal is to try and get 3 racks for around max 40 a piece. That's my that's my goal today. Might not be attainable, but we'll see what we can do. Dream big. All right. Yeah, I'd be a Velcro for positivity, Christina. Yeah.
4: Velcro, Christina,
2: Velcro.
3: Hey Molls. I have a question about something that
2: is kind of weighing on me. Um, so the situation is I am pretty young. I'm twenty three. I graduated college in four years, I have two bachelor's degrees, and I have my first like big girl job. I work for a big corporation. I'm in Detroit, it's auto. But I basically just work in a call center and I make pretty good money for someone in my position, and I have health insurance, and that's great, but it is very entry-level menial work, um, and I'm starting, like, my life. I'm paying off my loans. I just got my first apartment. I've never really lived on my own before. It's very exciting for me personally, um, but I'm starting to make some friends in my office, and there are a lot of people who are older than me. I'm the baby. Everyone is very nice about it, but they're always making fun of me for being the baby in the office. And there's this one girl who I have really become friends with. Like, we started hanging out. But before we were really hanging out outside of work, she invited me to her wedding. Um, and I met her after she started planning. So I didn't really expect an invitation because the whole thing was already set. It was a small wedding. But she had some people RSVP guests and then drop out. And, like, a few days before she said, oh, my gosh, I'm – what like can you make it I would love for you to be there this, these spots just opened up if you can make it please bring a friend and come it'll be so much fun to have you there so I went it was great but my mother is very into like proper things and she was very fixated that you have to basically cover the cost of your ticket which I understand especially for someone who's also pretty young like my friend Alana she's like 29 but she's also just starting her life she worked here she's in the same position as me but she knows like money's tight so i did get her like a nice picture frame you know for the wedding a big like sterling silver but i probably only spent like 60 70 and it was probably a hundred dollar plate um so my mom's like on my ass about you need to get her something else you have to do this and this and i think alana honestly doesn't care that much like She's a recovering addict. She's got her life in line, but she knows, like, money can be tight. Life can be rough. And a lot of people, I was spying, a lot of people brought, like, a candle or something. And I think that, I don't know, I just feel like it's not that big of a deal, and I feel like I would. it would be weird for me to, like, re-up another gift, but my family is, like, very insistent that if I don't do that, I'm like, not respectable or something. I'm, like, breaking tradition with the old ways. Oh, those are, like, very old-school Italian Catholic,
3: if that helps. Um, so, yeah, I just am what what you think. Okay, so we're in the parking lot at Ikea. We're watching a couple do some nice teamwork here. They've bought some folding chairs, it looks like, as well as a couple things in boxes. I don't know. Maybe they're having... Maybe they're throwing an intimate wedding themselves. Um, so mm-hmm. here's here's the tea. Um, your mom is right in that typically that is the way to handle things. However, I would say that alana who by the way we all had a good laugh when you outed her as a former addict (laughs) or a recovery addict i don't know why that was funny to us but it was like damn
4: it was very casual
3: well it was just like also like that kind of has nothing to do with whether or not she deserves like you know i but i do that's the way that i would think too where i'm like alana's lived through some shit, okay like i don't think she's gonna nickel and dime me on this but here's the, here's the reality is that you actually, in bringing a $70 thing, you actually saved her $70 because she was just going to have to eat those empty seats anyway. At this point, she's not going to get a refund from the caterer or the company where she ordered the seats and stuff like that. She's going to just have empty tables at her wedding. But instead, she was able to fill it last minute with someone that she likes and enjoys, an unexpected new friend and get a gift from it. So, I I actually don't think your mom is right. I would have no problem just tossing her a lie to shut her the fuck up and just be like, "Yeah, I bought her a Tupperware set. You know, if your mom is going through your receipts, that's odd." So, that's where you really have to work on things. Then one more thing I will say to you. No one at work is your fucking friend. I know that you guys like each other and you feel that way now, but ultimately what you have to remember is that Alana will throw you the fuck under the bus if it ever comes down to someone needs to go. If money starts to get tight at the company, anything that you tell anyone you work with can and will be used against you eventually. If they bring someone new into the company, let's say one of the higher ups retires and they bring someone new, every new boss likes to shake things up. Why? Because they feel like they're making an impact even if it's the wrong move. So someone's going to get fired and you don't want to give Alana any extra energy. In fact, you know, you're not going to be petty. I know this. But like her even being honest with you, while unfair and unethical and probably illegal, anytime someone shares something about themselves, it's like a sign of a struggle. People will. Ooh, that car got closed. People it will use that close. against you. So
4: I almost went for the little horn beep.
3: Yeah, that was a. Uh, Let's see who they are when they get out. I'd love to see this elderly couple. Was surely an elderly couple. Okay, so Greg, what's your take on this? You've been married.
4: I mean, so so she's saying when she said a $100 plate she was saying that the price of price her per dinner. Yeah, yeah. She yeah,
3: thinks yeah. like the the per head price. I,
4: I think that is way too in-depth of thinking. If you've given like a reasonable gift that you can afford, that's plenty. For a coworker, especially.
3: But that is the old, like, traditional rule. And I can see, you know, obviously you're Italian. In Italian culture, there's obviously, you know, money in the envelopes is very traditional. Pass the envelope over. Whatever. Cash is typically the gift. And people... I don't know if you remember the like a really old MTV True Life, but it was about couples getting married, a lot of whom <laughs> really wanted weddings that were outside of their budget. And this Italian couple from Jersey got married. They were from St. Island, I know exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they just started to go fucking crazy. And, like, they were, like, the more expensive we make this, the more money we'll get back. Because, so they were, like, having a lobster buffet. Like, they had the most tricked-out wedding I have ever seen. I don't think they broke even or even had enough to go on the honeymoon. But the bride was confident that the more expensive the wedding is, the better the cash envelopes would be because it would be so difficult to break even. Does that make sense? That's
4: crazy. I mean... I've, I've never once heard that plate price comparison, which is surprising. It's Cover
3: if, the cost of your seat. You yeah, know?
4: I've never heard that. But that's interesting. But I, I I feel like before 25 years old, you can pretty much get away with whatever gift you want.
3: Absolutely. Like, and again, you kind of in a weird way saved her money because she was able to feed that meal that would have just gone to, I don't know, the fucking dogs or like the caterers. like. <laughs> Like, what were they What were they going to do with those extra 12 chicken breasts? Like, I don't know. At least you ate one. Um, and it's really nice to give you a plus one. I think that, you know, a big silver picture frame, like, I think people also, there's a misconception about what people want for weddings. I'm not sure if you bought off of a registry or not, but I think that also there's sometimes a misconception and people wind up with stuff like Tiffany picture frames when maybe that's not what they value. So right. don't buy more shit for her. Just lie to your mom. Yeah. Tell her to fuck off, you know, in a in a way without actually saying that. Just be like, Mom, it's fine.
4: Mom, it's fine.
3: Mind your business. Like, that needs to be the undertone is mind your fucking business. And, like, Alana and I are squared. But put your guard up, girl. Like, you can't. I do agree with me that, like, it's a little bit. There's a misconception about the ability to have friends at work and what ultimately that will mean when you start to treat a coworker, like they're your, like, you know, like they're Christina.
4: I think, yeah. Christina. I mean, I don't know.
0: I, I, I think it's just cause I've actually worked in a work pl- like a normal office pl- situation. How have I? Uh, but like, when was the last time? Like, it's been a while for you, I think.
3: Right. No, I mean, I worked, well, probably, Hmm. I don't count a writer's room as like a typical office no, situation. No, but before I that yeah. I was working obviously with you for, I was doing logging for several years. I was in an yeah. office environment there. I was I, in an office environment at HBO. I was in an office environment. It's like, I, but I was also so young that I was naive and thought those people were my friends. Yeah. You know, cause it is. I, I'm
0: just saying like navigating that corporate space in my thirties now is way different than I would have in my, like when I w- when like back then. Um, and but I also think like I've actually had really rewarding friendships from like from my coworkers. I think you have to be really careful and cognizant of like how you well, go yeah, about it. Yeah, because it's
3: great when you're in the moment. I you know it's great when you're in the moment and everything's going fine. Like of course you want to be fr- it's natural to want to get along and feel friendly with everyone. However, I do think the other shoe eventually does drop.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think I operated in a little bit of a different way. Like, I get my like I do different department friends. So like, I'm friends with the like, people in accounting. I'm friends with like front desk people, like people who don't necessarily have anything to do with what I do. I am good friends with like a lot of coworkers that I have, but I'm not like divulging like dark family secrets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. It's just like be be cognizant of what you're disclosing. If you have enough dirt on each other then it's kind of like oh yeah we're in this together (laughs) like i know too much about you and you know too much about me for this to turn anyway other other than like you know destruction so like that's a good safeguard for like work friendships but i think i think it is possible to be work friends with people
4: yeah i agree because some people especially if they just move somewhere like your work is the only environment you have to make friends at first if you move somewhere. You you
0: spend more time with those people than you do your family and your actual spouses. Yeah,
4: so I don't think that's unusual, but it is good to have your guard up.
3: But, like, look how often even fucking family turns on each other. I'm just saying, like... Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, I I understand it. I
3: understand it can be done well, and everyone should be pleasant with each other, and there's nothing wrong with, like, grabbing a drink or whatever. I would just... It sounds like there's an intimacy of friendship here that's already being established that that could become destructive. And I just want to forewarn that because it sounds like you have certain boundaries that you have. But I mean, she just casually threw out Alana's experience with addiction on this phone. So Mm -hmm. it means to me that they are very like they're very interpersonal already on a level that could go wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's fine that she went to her wedding. But I would say this is not your
0: best friend. Yeah, I would
3: say I enter the work relationships I do have knowing
0: that it could go completely tits up and I could, like, end up having, like, a, a mortal enemy and this, like, uh you know career realm that i work in but um i don't anticipate going i'm not naive about it but don't see, that's don't be you. naive about it yes i'm thank saying you. that's that ultimately that's where i was getting at it's like don't be naive about it and think like this person would never betray me like go into it thinking that that is a possibility and if you're okay with that then pursue that friendship
3: yeah um, no I'm, i try to cover bases because i realize not everyone has that information like you know if you do that already, that's great for you. But, like, not everyone knows that that's even yeah. a possibility. No,
0: I'm letting her know that she should go in, or anyone listening to this, that they should go into it with those kind of
3: expectations. Like, yeah. that person might screw you I and just keep it in the back of your mind. Yeah, I learned boundaries at work slowly but surely, like, over time. Because it does feel like, especially if it's an office where everyone sort of gets along, like, you're all, like, on the same level or whatever, like, as you would be in a call center, surely you have bosses, but you're your peers are most likely like you, um, it can start to feel like a little bit of a sorority or something. And that's not what ultimately work is. So I know you know that, but, or maybe you don't know that, but I feel a moral responsibility to point it out like Dr. Laura.
4: More concerned with the boundaries with your mother personally. So
3: Ooh, I think her mom is checking her receipts. I and you know what? If your mom is fucking paying your credit card or something else like that, that is your move, bitch, is that you gotta end that. You gotta really end that. Um, and I understand struggling and I understand sort of like getting on your feet and disclosing to your parents like what your income is and what your expenses are, but um you sooner rather than later, you gotta cut off your mom's knowledge of how you handle your money like that's, I don't yeah. even know why she even knew about the $70 picture frame
4: and that's normal that you're in a transition point of your life at 23 where you're learning to be your own adult and your mom's gonna have to deal with that
3: too. true life yeah. okay so it's 318 we've got to like get this out because Greg has a hard five so let me know call us I'm back and let us know more information about your relationship with your mom and tell us uh, if you wind up getting that supplemental gift or what I want to hear all about it. So maybe Alana's getting divorced already since we got this call. Who knows? Um, but thank you for calling. Hi, malls. Christina
5: Wags, I guess. I'm definitely my name. And I'm sorry if you can't understand this because I'm trying not to cry right now. But like, <laughs> I grew up um, like gritty sheltered suburban life in Connecticut. Like, it's boring and sickening how, like, uneventful and nice my childhood was, but, like, I was always, like, a good kid, you know, smart academic, and, like, once I got outside, I never had, like, a rebellious teenage period. College was, you know, pretty typical college or whatever, but, like, and now I'm 25. I have a good job. I, like, recently got, like, a raise and a promotion. I... We're at my own place. I have a really good, like, boyfriend relationship thing going on, I think. But, like, I just got arrested for stealing $55 worth of food. <laughs> Whole food. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, it's hilariously how bad I am at stealing. <laughs> that's, like, the only part about this is not making me cry right now is, like, I kind of knew I was going to get caught because I was doing such a bad job. But, like, I've I've noticed since, like, becoming an adult and, like, moving out of my parents that, like, whenever I get complacent or bored in a system, I will push the boundaries or I'll just do something stupid. Like, I don't know. I just do something stupid just so like see what will happen. Or, like, just to see, I don't know. I know I'm an asshole. Like, I realize that. So I'm not. I don't think I'm a bad person. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I just. I know it was an asshole move, shoplifting and and stuff. But like, I'm not gonna do it again because it was so fucking humiliating. But like, what is wrong with me that I keep like, I have just. I don't have any like fucking hobbies. I don't know what to do with my time now that I'm out of school. That's another big problem that I need. Like, in college, you know, my hobbies were binge drinking Netflix and Reddit. Like, And now, you know, still Reddit, Netflix. But, I mean, not, like, drinking every weekend or three days a week or something. I'm not really into that so much anymore. I want something interesting to do with my life but I just I'm I I just don't know please tell me what's wrong with me and how I cannot do
3: this again or what I should do honey I feel for you like this call broke my heart because I know that you don't like you clearly don't want to engage in this behavior but there's something about it which is more common from my understanding of things than people probably think. Um, Shoplifting is something that I know some people have a really big problem with. There's something about it that they can't, it calls to them like, like an alcoholic with a drink or something like they have, they feel like they have to exercise this thing. And, I've heard of that before. If that makes you feel better, you're not alone in this, which means that there is probably counseling for it. What do you guys think? Because I know I just want to like I just want to say don't I'm, I'm handling this differently than I would with most calls because I feel so bad for like I feel your pain. Like I feel whatever like it's very clear that you're in a painful place and I feel terrible about that.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that you're upset about it, though. It would be much more troubling if you just called in straight face and said, this is what I did. Um, and that's a good place to start. I mean, do, you definitely need to explore this issue with a professional. Yeah. Which we're not, obviously.
0: Yeah. Like, forget about trying to find a hobby. Like, maybe the hobby is, like, getting you better. I don't know. I was really torn about this call because part of me, there's part of me that's like calling for compassion and patience and like saying that this person is obviously dealing with a lot of issues. And the other part of me is that like, it's hard for me not to hear the privilege that she has when, when doing these things because people have lost their lives for doing less
2: Mm.
0: and, uh, or for not doing anything at all um, in this country. (laughs) And so like, part of me did feel that she was being really brazen about it and um I want to find the compassion but it's hard for me to overlook like you're doing this without having to deal with thinking about like (laughs) I'm uh, being in a body that you know like wouldn't society wouldn't overlook something like that and it would treat it really harshly so it's hard for me to like I don't know. I I, I want to have compassion for her. And I do. And I feel really bad that you're feeling this way. Obviously, you feel bad about it. But it's also like you it's a privilege to be able to do something.
3: I don't know. I, it's hard. Can I throw out a comparison that I hope like helps frame this for you? Because I 100 percent agree with you, Christina, is that what even stealing fifty five dollars worth of something, which is, you know, the way that, you know, it's inconsequential to you because you could afford it. Um, You know, people have lost their lives over. A Snickers bar so like that is that's legit and I 100% hear that what I think this reminds me the most of out of everyone I've spoken to in my life about sort of like how they feel about their mental health issues is um I had a friend who was very very bulimic and when she was coming you know we kind of did an intervention and when she was explaining it she explained that a great deal of her shame is around how privileged she was to be able to waste hundreds of dollars a week on food and the guilt that she had surrounding that and how sort of her place of privilege also allowed her to, you know, do something that she knew was harmful to herself and and born in her privilege and that she was allowed to be incredibly wasteful and that bank account would just get replenished by her parents um, who probably had no idea the extent to which she was having um, eating issues. So I do, I, I, I feel for you in that you, for you, $55 is not a lot of money. You knew you didn't need to do this. The fact that it was so sloppy tells me that it's a compulsive thing. The other thing that comes to mind is. Remember when Kim Richards um, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Even if you don't watch the show, when she got out of rehab, she went to a Target and started filling it up with everything from the dollar bin, and she was just pushing the carts out the door to steal all this stuff, and she was doing it very brazenly. And at the time, there was a lot of questions about why she would do something like that. And I remember hearing Dr. Drew say on a show, and I'm not saying that this is what is happening to you, but when a lot of times when women, in particular, get off of opioids they start shoplifting it's like the natural progression and he felt that that's what Kim Richards was doing that's what like inspired her to do this and I I do recognize that there is a real like a real mental mental illness thing that's happening here with you um but Christina's I mean you know that I think that's why you're sobbing because Christina's right like this is something that you were I'm I'm surprised, to be honest, that they even pressed charges over fifty five dollars. And, and I assume you're like a, a white girl. You know what I mean? And that's so I'm su- I'm surprised you didn't get completely away with it. Um, And for that, you know, this consequence, it might be helpful for you. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And like I wasn't joking when I said like you shouldn't have maybe your hobby should be working on yourself. I'm being serious. Like if you really care, don't look for distractions from your what. Your feeling and what your pain is—you have to confront it, and you have to deal with it. And part of that is going to therapy, but also maybe use that energy to bring some good into the world too. If you're looking for a hobby or something you to do, like work at a food bank, volunteer your time at you know some sort of after-school program, or you know find ways to like utilize your time in a in a well-meaning manner instead of looking for a way to distract yourself from the things that are causing you issue, issues and trauma.
3: Here's a question for both of you: Have you ever? been so angry and disappointed in yourself because you acted in a way that you knew was wrong and you knew it when you were doing it and you know that categorically it's not right and just felt because like what I'm hearing what I heard in that call was such deep self-hatred mm-hmm. and, and humiliation mm-hmm. and that I think is relatable Sorry, Sorry. That there's... oh damn girl you stealing this car next to us too <laughs> what's next <laughs> no
0: it's interesting that you like you heard it because like i guess you could see that but part of me also felt i don't know like i picked up something that was just like oh whatever it felt flippant a little bit felt flippant to me but maybe i was picking up on something that wasn't there i don't know greg what do you think
4: no i i i like felt her shame through the call and i I was going to say the best thing at this immediate point in time is to forgive yourself because it's happened You can't go back in time and change it. You have to forgive yourself and act on getting better. And it's not... You're not, like, unique. This is a problem, and it usually is a lot of well-off people who shoplift for whatever psychological reasons that I can't speculate on, but, you know. I saw a woman steal a banana
3: at the grocery store when I was a kid, and it lit my soul on fire. I loved it. I was happy for her (laughs) to steal that banana. Slamming bananas. But she also was... (laughs) She also was like in her seventies, so She's that's I think what's different, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, sorry, continue on. <laughs> you knew on someone that team. that stole
4: yeah, I mean we, we don't you yeah, know, I don't know why it's
3: very common with like high schoolers, like high school girls, like I had friends who were stealing thousands of dollars from of stuff from the mall, and they were far more well off than I was, and I remember feeling like, God, this is so unfair, like I wanna. I want to have what they have. And I stole one tank top from express and I fucking wore that thing for 10 years because I felt so guilty. And the only reason why I didn't return it is because I was afraid they would like retroactively penalize me somehow. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, yo, like, it also, I know you're like kind of being. I I understand what Christina means about the flippancy because it's like it was only fifty five dollars worth of groceries, like from Whole Foods, and that could go two ways. One is that you knew it was so stupid because you could afford the fifty five dollars. Two, maybe there's a lack of acknowledgement that fifty five dollars at a grocery store, even if it is Whole Foods, is quite. It's very privileged. It's very like that's not a joke. Like some families have $25 a week to spend on groceries. So like it is a big deal. Um
4: Did she said this was her first time? I, I don't
3: No, she said it's something that she does from time to time. Oh, time it's to like time. an overall, it's an overwhelming yeah. impulse that comes over her to do this. It did partially sound like she did it when she was bored. Right. Mm. I mean, she said, you know, Netflix and Reddit are her hobbies and you know, I'm not saying you should start a store, but, like, do you see how I keep myself busy? <laughs> like, I I mean, I have two friends with guns to their heads right now buying clothing racks with me at Ikea because I decided to start a store last week. I understand impulsiveness. I think that you need to utilize this experience of being arrested to scare the shit out of yourself because... Yeah. The only reason why even I as someone with like an impulse problem like I would never do super really hardcore drugs, I would never start stealing. Why? Because I'm terrified of the consequences. And you have to start thinking about consequences. And maybe that is what's getting you off is the idea of the danger, but now that you've now that you haven't gotten away with it once, you wanted to get caught. That's why you were mm-hmm. being sloppy. You wanted this. So And that's self-sabotage, which is really typical. Maybe you thought this would finally break you of this impulse you have, but you've got to use this because you're 25, you know you're a little bit too old for this, you know you make enough money that it's not necessary. In addition to therapy, I think that you need to start practicing a little bit of like healthy fear of God. Like, (laughs) that's all I'll say. Um, I'm going to wrap this up for me and I'm going to hand the mic to Christina and Greg to kind of round this call out. But I'm thinking of you and I want updates from you because I this broke my heart to hear because I understand why so many people would lack sympathy for this. And like I because of that, I feel compelled to be like, I know that this isn't ideal for you and you fucked up, but it's not 100 percent like. It's not like drunk driving; like it's really not. Like it's bad. It affects people, and you're lucky. You're lucky to be like you know to fit the racial profile that you do, the stats that you do. But, um, yeah, this is no like I know that this isn't a choice you're making consciously. Um, okay, here's Christina and Greg to wrap it up.
0: I I don't really have anything else to add. I think you guys got right,
5: it. Same,
4: same it. it <sighs> well, yeah, just again have some compassion for yourself you know what you did was wrong get the help that's all you can do right now
1: hi malls and guests this is abigail from new jersey i'm 31 and um i live in an apartment by myself uh there's one floor above me and i've lived here for three or four years and it's been pretty great and i've you know i understand in an apartment there's shared walls and you hear irritating sounds um my upstairs neighbor for pretty much as long as I can remember has been fairly irritating in her inability to take her shoes off and she kind of just stomps around her apartment at all hours um it's kind of gotten to the point with that where it's almost like white noise to me and I kind of blocked it out however in the past couple weeks she has, um, started having sex with a gentleman that they're having sex so loud that it will wake me up at two in the morning because my walls are shaking and I can hear them. Um, and it lasts for a long time and it's not just on a Friday or a Saturday. It's like three or four days a week. um, It kind of leaves me like paralyzed in bed because I get really uncomfortable about it, which is weird because I I just don't know what to do. I don't want to tell her, like, go up there and say something to her because I'm glad she's having sex, I guess. But at the same time, I wish she would be a little bit more respectful to the people around her. And there's also a part of me that's concerned that my neighbors think it might be me because it's really that loud. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to do. Um, I've never really had to confront her about anything before, and I don't even know her. Um, I don't know. What would you do? Please advise. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!
3: Um, I will say that I heard this question asked on Savage Love one time, and obviously Dan Savage being Dan Savage, um, and so sex positive, um, and also I think probably doesn't want anything, he doesn't want to say anything that wouldn't be applied to him, Um, he said something like, you know what? You should like give him a high five next time you see them. And like, or, you know, whatever, like basically saying that like people are going to fuck and you need to deal with that. Um, and you should be happy for them that they're getting laid. I personally, I don't feel that way because they're, it is, they're bringing something into your life that is inherently personal. And not only would they likely be probably a little bit embarrassed to know that, that it's that loud, unless this woman gets off on like putting people through that, she would probably be a little bit right. embarrassed and want to know. And I agree, she I think she might be getting off on it in some capacity. But um she seems really unself aware and, you know, people also don't realize the extent to which noise I had a neighbor upstairs who was just had an office chair that rolled and it was I felt like I was living in an earthquake at all times. And sometimes people can't can, like understand what it sounds like to be mm-hmm. above noise like that.
4: What did you do about the rolling chair Anything?
3: anything? I was really young and I didn't do anything. Um, but I did have a neighbor that fucked underneath me for years. <laughs> and, um, it was r- like, there was a lot going on in that downstairs apartment. And, um, I did say to him, like, you know, you guys kept me up until four o'clock in the morning and I have to be at work at like sometimes 7 a.m. And so that's not okay with me. Um, And initially he barked back at me and he was like, well, you know, I I hear you and your dog. And I said, well, thank you. Like, let me know that and I'll work on the solution. But I'm Mm -hmm. letting you know my problem. I think this can be handled with a with a note that's cute and says like you know sometimes your fun can be heard downstairs and we just want to let you know that you know privacy would be appreciated. I don't know. I
4: would go more white gloves because um, I'm I'm guessing you want to avoid the interaction that Mollie just described. So I would get the landlord involved just to say I would like to put a re- request in through you to these people. To quiet down in these scenarios. And it can be anonymous for you. You don't have to deal with an awkward confrontation. It, I imagine that's,
3: most landlords have dealt with that before. Yeah, like, yeah. Most it's not uncommon. Probably, yeah. Exactly. Which is gross. To, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be sex negative, but like... You are. I don't want that <laughs> in my life. Like, I don't need to hear my neighbor fucking the same way that I also close the curtains if I walk down to get a popsicle in my underwear, like it's not, they don't need to see me naked and I don't need to hear them fucking. So like, that's something I work on personally. Not yeah. everyone has that boundaries. And not, also a lot of people didn't grow up in apartments, so they don't know the sensitivity. It sounds like she's on the top yeah. floor. So she doesn't deal with noise the way that.
4: Yeah. The shoot, that's actually yeah. real
0: true. Cause like, I, I've definitely lived with people who I'm like, you've lived in a house. You obviously have never lived in an apartment and had to like give consideration for like people who live below you. Um, it's funny that both of your reactions are like, oh, go talk to the." I'm like, she has to move. Like, <laughs> I'm like, there's no, like, you're not going to get any solace for this. Like, people are going to live as much as they, I, I, my favorite part of the call actually was like, she's like, it's not even on like a Friday, Saturday. It's happening like three times a week. Yeah. Some people's sex lives happen uh, like three times a week is a pretty good uh, situation for a lot of people dating.
3: Morning. There could be morning going on. There could be, it could be every day. Like these people could be at like peak chemistry. They could, I mean, it sounds like they just started dating. So like. I'm I'm saying they must be like in their late thirties or forties if they're only banging three times a week. So you should be proud of that. There is something I wanna add because like I actually sympathize with her a
0: lot because where I live in my apartment building there's a common area uh right above me. Is that where you fuck? No, but I've heard people fucking in the middle of the night. I've been woken up by people fucking in the middle of the night. You know that we found a condom uh on my balcony before. Yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> like (laughs) so like i've definitely been woken woken up by strangers fucking and i can't even complain because i don't know who it is because i don't have it's not an apartment that's being occupied above me it's a common area so it's like
3: who knows maybe maybe it's you in another universe
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the timeline split um but yeah i was just like if i my only solace from this is like moving out but now they're starting to enforce the like what curfew hours up there. So it hasn't happened in a while. And I remember I got stuck in, I was like in an elevator with a neighbor and she was talking to me about like, oh, they started closing the deck. And I was like, yeah, because people were having sex up there. I live right below. And she's like, people are fucking on the sun deck. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah, for sure. She was like so appalled that there was even a possibility of people like doing shit up there. Um, But yeah, I was like, you can't, I don't know. I just feel like people are going to live how they're going to live. You can't really like police how other people are gonna
4: people are animals <laughs> truly primal so... creatures and I i'm think sorry you gotta move
0: i'm sorry i think you gotta move That's
4: it. yeah i mean a certain <laughs> amount you have to assume in in any apartment situation you're gonna deal with some other noise like the shoes i think you have to concede that battle to win the sex
3: right yeah Right. I mean, maybe just, yeah, I think you're right. I think the landlord is the best way to go. A lot of people would say that's fucked up. A lot of people would be like, you should try, like, resolving a dispute first. But this is so, like, actually personal in nature. It's so personal in nature that, but, you know, it does sound like this isn't a place you expect to live for the next 20 years of your life. So it's, you know, Christine is not wrong. It's time to maybe look at a if not a lateral move, an upgrade um, and just, you know, see if where you can get with that. That might be inspiring to you to get out of the house more and um, not ever have to hear these animals fuck. But yeah, it's, it's gross.
4: You're entitled not to be shaken awake by your upstairs neighbor.
3: Right. Okay, you guys. Well, that was episode, what is this? 174. One, 174 of Please Advise. Greg, you really are the fucking MVP today. And I'm so thankful to you for all that you've done. As you've said, we lived... Through uh, three days today. Um, I yeah. appreciate everyone working with me, um, and my creative genius. Um, and thank you so much for really truly for being here. I realized I did not say please and thank you to you enough today. Um, but, I, and for you that, I enough. feel guilty. I should have said it more. Um, but you know, at least we didn't shoplift. That's not funny. Uh. Um, oof that was rough um you guys three two three four five zero seven four zero eight christina thank you for being the best as always as well thank you molly and wags is not with us but you know it really does <laughs> Christine christina girl
4: christina just whipped out a Wags
3: impression <laughs> yeah it was pretty good um wow Ooh, i thought he was in the car i was chilled for a moment wow um christina's a wild one all right you guys thank you so much um and uh Please, um, you know what? We should play right here. We should play an um a call we got that we weren't able to um answer. It might not have been for us at all, actually. But Christina, um, well, let's play us out with that that call we got. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, that's on Emma's new snap and covering for her. Guess what? Mhm. At two thirty this morning, I found Bailey in her fucking closet. So unless each of you motherfuckers want me to come after y'all and go to your parents and tell them the shit that y'all are doing, you better back the fuck off. Do you understand? Okay? My kid's not going down. She's not going to be found dead in a ditch. She's not going to be on fucking drugs like half of y'all are. I'm fucking over it. So if I have to go to school and call you out name by name, if I have to go wherever and call you out, I will. Okay, because y'all have taken her down
5: long enough. And I'm not saying it's only your fault. Oh, no, Emma's responsible for her own decisions.
3: But all you fuckers that let her add you on a new Snapchat and didn't come to me and tell me, yeah, I got your numbers and you're next on my list of parents to call. I'm fucking over it.